Hey, welcome back to the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell Dream Preview. Nice to have you with us today as we give you picks and predictions for the Valero Texas Open. Unfortunately, Led got the stomach bug that everyone seems to have right now, so he is getting some well-deserved rest before Masters Week. We do have a new world number one after Scotty Scheffler won the WGC Dell match play last week in dominating fashion. That was his third win in five starts, and According to Sean Martin of PGATour.com, only Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth have made fewer professional starts before becoming world number one. So I look forward to assessing Scheffler before the Masters with lead next week. And I've been saying this since the week of the Phoenix Open when I hit a winning ticket on Scheffler. Uh, we are watching a 2015 Spieth-esque year from Scotty Scheffler before our eyes. Scotty is a few years older than Spieth was in 2015. But regardless, this is a guy who plays golf his way uh, and is is absolutely dominating the tour right now. So we will get more into Scheffler next week as he is not in the field at the Bolero Texas Open this week. And we can review that with Led a little bit uh, for, for the Masters show uh, before the big week at Augusta. The format of today's show will be a touch different with Led out. I'm going to discuss four or five of the top 10 favorites that I see fit to discuss. Then we will run through the normal routine. I'll give you my matchups, a few picks to place, two dark horses, a few winners this week, because uh, as you know, the winner will get a spot into the Masters next week if they don't already have one. So this is some of these guys, Adam Hadwin, uh, you know, Johnny Vegas, Keegan Bradley, Richard Bland. This is their last chance to get a spot in the 2022 uh, Masters. So we'll get into that a little bit. Then I'll give you uh, my lineup for this week, and I'll leave you with two best bets that will absolutely destroy your bookmaker. So let's get started with a few of these favorites. Uh, First off, we have Rory McIlroy leading the way at plus 700. I'm, you know, a, a touch skeptical of Rory this week because he has spent the majority of this current week at Augusta doing some early prep for the Masters. And it's actually seldom to see Rory ever play an event on the Texas swing. And this is Rory's first trip to San Antonio in nine years. He did play well back in his debut here in 2013, finishing second to Martin Laird. And remember back in 2013, the first and third round provided those strong uh, San Antonio wins and guys like Rory McIlroy, Billy Horschel and Charlie, Charlie Hoffman, we're all in the mix that year when Laird prevailed. And the other event that Rory has played in Texas was the 2009 Shell Houston Open, where he finished 19th. And back then, the Houston Open was the week before the Masters. And Golf Club of Houston always did a phenomenal job replicating the conditions of at uh, Golf Club of Houston to the conditions at Augusta National the following week. Will TPC San Antonio do that? It would be a tall task. Uh, with how different that course is to Augusta National. Is Rory trying to channel the strategy uh, he used in some of his earliest professional years? Possibly. Look at the last time Rory played the week prior to the Masters, and it was that week he played in Houston 2009. Rory ended up finishing 20th at the Masters that year. And as far as this week is concerned for Rory, the possibility of a backdoor top 10 um, that kind of sparks up the pre-Masters Rory hype is a definite possibility. He hasn't had any shocking performances so far this year that would give me a reason to believe he can't finish top 10. 
in a field that I would grade at a about a B minus. Uh, there's going to be so much Joe money flying around uh, on Rory next week at the Masters, and I continue to question his putting. And I think Rory um, is getting a bit rattled with the amount of young competition uh, that is uprising around him on the PGA Tour. We'll talk more about that in our Masters prep next week. But as far as this week is concerned. You know, you can look for a backdoor top 10 finish from Rory in San Antonio. But as far as my slate uh, is concerned, I'm off Rory this week. Uh, we move on to Jordan Spieth at 11 to 1. Now, we have not talked about Jordan Spieth since the Players' Championship because I didn't take him at all last week. And, and luckily so, because Billy Horschel put on an absolute clinic in that group. And speaking of which, it is time for me to put some respect on Billy Horschel's name. But once again, we'll discuss that next week. Um, as Billy's not in the field, uh, taking a week off before mas Masters week. But you really have to look, um, you know, when you, when you do look at Jordan Spieth's result at the players, you really just kind of have to chunk it out the window because he was part of that wave at the players with Brooks, with Xander, with Morikawa that got absolutely screwed with the weather and didn't stand a chance to compete with the other side of the draw that didn't have to play through that torrential weather in Jacksonville just a few weeks ago. And listen, I've been very critical of Jordan Spieth this year. Um, I, you know, I don't care that he is the defending champion. Uh, he isn't rolling into San Antonio this year, playing the way he was last year around this time. He finished in the top five and three out of five events he played coming into the, to, to the Valero last year. This year is a totally different story for Jordan Spieth. He did have his second place finish at Pebble Beach at the beginning of April. But other than that, he did not play well at the Tournament of the Champions. He missed the cut at the Farmers, uh, made the cut in Phoenix, but nearly finished last on the weekend. Uh, you know, Finished 26th at the Genesis before the players. Uh, so really nothing special coming from Jordan Spieth so far this year. He's 93rd in approach and nearly dead last at 121 in putting on the PGA Tour. And, that's a big, big problem when you're talking about a guy who is currently the second favorite uh, this week and third favorite at 12 to one to win the Masters next week. You know, I, I think a lot um, of the game's veterans really think Spieth is over, overthinking the swing with everything that he is doing pre-shot. Um, I'm sure by now you've seen the big pre-shot arm waggle that Spieth does, and Brad Faxon talked about it this morning on XM and. Faxon said Spieth is simply going over the limits of what it takes to get better. And I agree, you know, there's a certain type of fluidity you see in a pure golf game, and we're not really getting that from Spieth right now. What you really should be hoping, to be honest, is that Spieth misses the cut this week. So maybe that number at Augusta for Spieth to win goes to 18 to 1, and we're able to get some better looks, um, some not so overpriced looks. Uh, with how poorly Spieth's been playing. So I'm off uh, Spieth this week. We'll definitely spend a good amount of time on Jordan Spieth next week. Um, as you know, regardless of how he's playing, he seems to own uh, Augusta National. So we'll get into that a little bit more with Led next week. Let's move on to Corey Connors at 16 to 1. Now, Corey Connors beat Alex Noren, uh, who I had at the match play to come out of Group 10. And that superb performance from Corey Connors vaulted him from 12th to 8th on the international rankings for the 2022 President's Cup at Quail Hollow. And here's the deal with Corey Connors. I love him this week with a few different tickets. I love 
the top 20 number at plus 110. I love the potential matchup with Jordan Spieth, and here's why. Corey Connors has started to put it into fifth gear here in the past few weeks as he looks like he is motivated to pick up where he left off last year as far as the major championships are concerned. Last year, he finished fourth at the Valero Open, uh, where he won a couple of years back after Monday qualifying into the event. He finished eighth at the Masters and then went on to record two more top 20s in last year's major championships at the Open and the PGA Championship. He didn't have the best of starts to this year, but he has now collected five top 25 finishes in 11 events so far this year and is coming off a third place finish last week in Austin. You know, I think Corey Connors is poised to win a major. I think Corey Connors has dialed his little baby draw back in. And I think Corey Connors has the entire country of Canada on his back. I really like this guy over the next two weeks, uh, starting with a top 20 ticket at plus 110 this week. You can find that over on DraftKings Sportsbook. And we'll review that a little bit more uh, when we get into the picks to place. But I love Corey Connors really in any way, shape, or form this week. Uh, um, his winning ticket at 16 to 1 over on DraftKings. So we'll move right into Hideki Matsuyama here at 17 to 1. And when talking about the PGA Tour's lack of updates as far as the injuries are concerned, Hideki Matsuyama comes to mind right now regarding that issue. He withdraw, withdrew from the players with a lingering back injury, and we have not seen him since. I'm going to err on the side that he's probably well-rested rather than hurt because he's had almost three weeks off, which is a lot for Hideki. And I don't believe that Hideki Matsuyama would risk defending his title at the Masters just to play in the Valero Texas Open. I believe Hideki is feeling good and ready to go uh, for the most important stretch of golf on the year. Remember, Hideki Matsuyama is one of three players that has won multiple events this year, along with Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler. And, you know, Hideki is hitting his iron so, so well this year, uh, just like he always does for the most part, that, you know, his putting numbers really haven't even mattered. And you'll see, you know, that the, the weeks that he won, I think, uh, you know, the, his first one of the season, he led the field in strokes game putting for the first time in his career. And, that number is a little bit off just due to the fact of how well he hit it and how well his proximity to the hole was. Uh, so it's not like, you know, Hideki has become any better of a putter. He's just striking it extremely well this year. Um, you know, as far as tickets on Hideki are concerned, FanDuel has Hideki at minus 142 over speed this week. I'll pass on that. And the other one is Hideki over Roy plus 145 on DraftKings, which is, Intriguing, but I'll end up passing on that as well. Uh, not looking at too many tickets on the big three of these favorites this week with Rory, Spieth, and Hideki. Uh, so moving on next on the agenda is Abe Answer at 21 to 1. And a lot of people are going to be debating what exactly the results at the WGC match play means for a player like Abe Answer, who has not exactly played well so far this season. But you know, he did perform well last week in Austin as he made it through pool play. He beat Colin Morikawa seven and six to get by and ended up finishing in a tie for fifth after losing to Corey Connors in the quarterfinals. And I guess if there was a home tournament for answer in the United States, the Valero Texas Open would be it. McAllen, Texas, where Abe was born, is about three hours south of San Antonio. He's played in this event four times since 2016 has made the cut 
in all four starts, but has not finished better than 23rd. I, I don't like Abe in the picks to place, and I certainly don't like his matchup over the Red Hawk, Chris Kirk. Uh, that matchup is on DraftKings and FanDuel. If anything, I'm, I might be taking Chris Kirk in that matchup all day long because I'm not going to overreact to an Abe answer match play win over Colin Morikawa. The, the bottom line is uh, match play is fluky, and he lost in the very next round, and I wouldn't exactly call that any sort of momentum. So I'm a pass on Abe answer this week could be fading him as far as that Chris Kirk matchup is concerned. So moving on into Bryson DeChambeau at 24 to one. And to be honest, this has been an absolute disaster um, of a year for Bryson. And I, you know, I think a lot of people are trying to figure out whether Bryson is kicking off the rust or are these issues more extensive? And when I say issues, I'm referring to the, back injury. I'm referring to the shoulder injury. I'm referring to the wrist injury. And in the midst of missing two straight months, recovering from a torn labrum and a fractured bone in his left hand, Bryson DeChambeau is already talking about competing at the of the long drive competition after the masters. So he said it himself last week to PGA tour.com's Ben Everill, who did a great story on DeChambeau. DeChambeau said he knows the PGA Tour is his home, but he wants to expand outside the boundaries and give people a show. And, you know, if giving people a show is winning the long drive competition and not PGA Tour events, Bryson DeChambeau should double check the ratings and he should double check uh, what the long drive contest did to his body the first time around when he uh, took off from a victorious Ryder Cup and the next day was uh, hitting the ball at ridiculous speeds in that long drive competition. You know, that, that's when the injuries started to circulate and the human body moving that fast is not sustainable. It's just not. I'm sure he gets a huge check to show up at that long drive party, but it certainly doesn't do a damn thing for Bryson's legacy. We saw a ton of wild shots from Bryson last week in Austin. He lost in a group to Taylor Gooch, Lee Westwood and Richard Bland. And, you know, if you're going to be playing Bryson DeChambeau this week, you'll be uh, playing a complete guessing game. And I cannot give you a valid reason um, to bet him in any way, shape, or form this week at the Bolero Texas Open. So that'll do it for a few of the guys that I wanted to discuss in the top 10 the favorites. Now we'll move on to our matchups for this week. We'll start with Chris Kirk over Abraham Answer at plus 112 on FanDuel. Chris Kirk is a guy who is not yet in the field for the Masters, but has had a, a phenomenal season thus far. And Chris Kirk has been in contention this year more than anyone else who has not won a PGA Tour event yet this season. 14th in Phoenix, and he finished top 10 at the Honda and at Bay Hill. He did miss the cut at the players, but we know how that tournament went as far as the conditions were concerned. And you have to pay attention to how Chris Kirk has played at TPC San Antonio over the years. He has three top 10 finishes and seven starts in San Antonio, including a sixth place finish here last year. Chris Kirk has been so solid from T to green this season, much more consistent than Abraham answer, who in my opinion is overpriced as a result of beating Colin Morikawa last week in match play. You know, it's not like Abe answer dueled it out with Colin down the stretch of a golf tournament. No, 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 no. Do not get that confused. It was match play which does not compare to being someone in stroke play. 
I love Chris Kirk in this matchup over Abe Answer at plus 112 on FanDuel. Moving right along to Corey Connors over Jordan Spieth at minus 112 on FanDuel. I know the storyline over the next few weeks is how the new Texan star, Scotty Scheffler, um, is taking the baton from Jordan Spieth. And there could be people who assume Jordan Spieth will be more motivated. Could that be the case at Augusta? Maybe. But like I said at the beginning of the pod, we need to be hoping for a miscut from Jordan Spieth this week so we can get some better odds on him come the Masters next weekend. Every stat category, except surprisingly his driver, shows that I have every reason to believe Jordan Spieth will not come close to defending his title this week at the Valero Texas Open. I'm predicting one former Valero champion and Corey Connors will defeat the reigning Valero champion and Jordan Spieth for no other reason than over the last 24 rounds, Corey Connors is top 15 on the PGA Tour in driving and approach. Those two stats stats mesh very well at TPC San Antonio, and you can bet your bottom dollar they will mesh, mesh well at Augusta National for Corey Connors next week. So my second head-to-head is going to be Corey Connors over Jordan Speed at minus 110 on FanDuel. Moving into our picks to place this week, first, I'm going with Gary Woodland, top 20 at plus 175 on DraftKings. And originally, I was hunting for a matchup with Gary Woodland involved, but I don't like him against Maverick McDealy, and I don't like him against Keegan Bradley. I do love Gary to get into contention this week before he ships off to Augusta. And you have to give Gary some respect Um, You know, after starting the season, missing four of his last five cuts, Gary has rebounded and has two top 10 finishes in his last four starts and played decent in his last stroke play event at Valspar, finishing 26th. And as far as past results at the Valspar concerned, Gary Woodland is a guy who has improved in each of his three starts at TPC San Antonio, including a sixth place finish in last year's edition. This course sets up very well for him because it's one of the longest tracks on tour. And we all know that Gary's strength is hitting big drives and navigating through horrible conditions. And Gary Woodland, you know, he's faced his fair share of struggles on the course since winning the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. But over his last 20 events, this is someone who has really shown leaps of improvement. And I think he keeps the good mojo going as we head into the major championship season. So my first pick to place is going to be Gary Woodland, top 20 at plus 175 on DraftKings. Moving on to Maverick McNeely, top 20 plus 175 on DraftKings Sportsbook. You heard me mention why I did not want to fade uh, Maverick McNeely against Gary Woodland, and here's why. It's because Maverick McNeely is going to have a great week in San Antonio. The story with McNeely at last week's WGC Dell match play was that he got into the field as a result of Sam Burns withdrawing for for some rest after his win at the ballast bar. But that allowed McNeely to get into the field, and he took full advantage of that opportunity. McNeely absolutely routed Waco Neiman, eight and six, finishing Waco out um, on the 12th hole in an absolute massacre that advanced McNeely to the round of 16. And this year has appeared to be Maverick McNeely's coming out party with six top 25 finishes and has already earned over $1.9 million in 13 starts. And you have to love 
the overall vibes of Maverick McNeely on and off the golf course. Maverick McNeely, who is sponsored by KPMG, you know, only the best of the best golfers in the world are sponsored by KPMG. He's also dating Danielle Kang, who is number one in the uh, was number one right now on the 2022 LPGA money list. I've said this before, uh, but you have to think that Golf Digest has the cover story ready to go when McNeely gets his first PGA Tour victory, and the cover will show McNeely and Kang as the ultimate dynamic duo in golf right now. And I'm really yet to see a course that does not suit Maverick McNeely on the PGA Tour. His game travels so well, travels so well, he is unbothered by weather, he, and he has been phenomenal as far as the putting is concerned. I love Maverick McNeely to be right in contention this week, so I'm taking Maverick McNeely top 20 plus 175 on DraftKings Sportsbook for my second pick to place this week. My third pick to place is going to be Johnny Vegas top 20 at minus 110 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Originally, I was looking at Vegas's matchup over Matt Kuchar, but Kuchar's course history scares me a bit too much. I love Johnny Vegas's driving abilities to catapult him to the weekend of Valero and possibly into contention this week. He's top 50 on the PGA Tour in driving and approach. His putting numbers don't exactly match with that, but the way he's striking the ball, we just need him to putt decent and this ticket will cash. So that's Johnny Vegas top 40 minus 110 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Moving right along into the dark horses, uh, for this week, we'll start with Aaron Battley, top 40 at plus 300 on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm rolling with a Monday qualifier this week, the Bolero Texas Open. This is a four-time PGA Tour winner in Aaron Badley. And according to the great Justin Ray, Aaron Badley has the second-best cumulative score to par at 32-under in the history of the Bolero Texas Open at TPC San Antonio. And although Badley missed the cut last week at Punicana, this is a veteran guy who has spent the majority of his season on the Corn Ferry Tour, but is aiming to play his way back to fully exempt status on the PGA Tour. Like I said, he has a strong track record at TPC San Antonio with six top 40 finishes and seven starts at this event. I absolutely love Bads as my first dark horse this week, and I think it's going to be Aaron Badley top 40 plus 300. On DraftKings Sportsbook, my second dark horse this week is going to be Paul Barjon, top 40 at plus 300. There's been nothing Barjon has done since his 10th place finish at the Amex that will uh, make you really want to bet on him this week. I understand that, but here's the deal. I know this for a fact. Paul Barjon knows this golf course extremely well and understands how to navigate the Texas winds better than anyone in the game. I think Paul Barjon returns to contention this week. At the very least, he's going to make the cut and make some kind of push on the weekend. So for my second dark horse, I like Paul Barjon top 40 at plus 300 on DraftKings Sportsbook. To win the Valero Texas Open this week, we move on to our winners. And I have four for you this week, considering um, you know all the players that are extremely motivated to get that last spot into the Masters next week. Um, you know, picking a couple guys that are trending and picking a couple guys that, you know, are simply veterans that do not want to miss the masters. So we'll start with Chris Kirk at 30 to one on points bet. Um, we already talked about Chris Kirk a little bit as we're fading Abraham answer with him in the matchups. This is a guy who has had a lot of consistent golf in San Antonio. 
um, you know, hits a nice straight uh, drive, hits a little draw um, that's gonna, that works beautifully around TPC San Antonio, that works beautifully in those winds of Texas. So first winner is going to be Chris Kirk at 31 on points bet. My second pick to win is going to be Adam Hadwin, 40 to one on DraftKings. And Hadwin is a player that has performed very well this year, especially as of late with his top 10 finishes at the players in the Ballast Bar, uh, where we cashed a Hadwin over Noren ticket. This is someone who I firmly believe will be in contention this week as he tries to get the final spot into the Masters, um, which would only be accomplished with a win. So my second pick to win is going to be Adam Hadwin, 40 to one on DraftKings. My third pick to win this week is going to be Jason Day at 50 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And honestly, this pick should be in the dark horse section for me. But here's the situation I have a 330 to 1 futures ticket on Jason Day to win the Masters next week, but he hasn't performed well enough this year to even get into the Masters. So, Jason Day, the Aussie, the former number one player in the world, the former PGA champion. Um, needs a win this week to get into the Masters. I'm laying uh, a little bit of cash down on Jason Day, 50-1 to to win the Valero Texas Open on DraftKings Sportsbook. My next and final pick to win this week is going to be Maverick McNeely, 35-1 to on DraftKings Sportsbook, who is another star that we discussed earlier in the pod who is currently not in the field for the Masters and is due for his first PGA Tour win. Hitting his driver beautifully, hitting his irons beautifully, putting it, more than well enough to get a win on the PGA tour. So my last pick to win for this week's going to be Maverick McNeely at 35 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. My lineup uh, for this week, as far as the Valero Texas open is concerned, we're going to go Corey Connors. We're going to go Maverick McNeely. We're going to go Adam Hadwin Takumi, Kanaya, Richard Bland, who if he had advanced past the round of 16 at WGC Dell match play last week would have punched his ticket to Augusta. So He's going to be looking for a spark of magic at the Valero Texas Open this week. You know, 49 years old and likely looking at maybe his last chance to make a push at his first Masters. Uh, so I'll be rooting for Richard Bland, um, you know, out of good moral support this week. And finally, on the lineup, we have Minwoo Lee. So just reviewing that lineup one more time, we have Corey Connors, Maverick McNeely, Adam Hadwin, Takumi Kanaya, Richard Bland, and Minwoo Lee. My winning score prediction is going to be 15 under par. Uh, weather looks fairly good, but expect some high winds on Friday and Sunday that could throw the players off a little bit. But for the most part, I mean, highs of 85, lows of 63 in San Antonio should be a beautiful week for some golf. My best bet uh, for the Valero Texas Open is going to be Adam Hadwin top 20. I'm at plus 200 on bet three, six, five. I don't see a world where Adam Hadwin is not contending this week with the way that he's been playing. Let's go over those recent results. One more time, 16th at pebble ninth at the players and seventh at Valspar. So he's played very well at three of the toughest venues on tour. And like I said, I do not see a world where Adam Hadwin is not contending this week with the spot um, in the masters on the line. Well, Hey, listen, that will do it for the, Golf preview podcast on RJ Bell's dream preview for Valero Texas Open Week. Uh, you know, if you have any further questions about picks, um, you can find me on Twitter at drmedia59. Um, and until then, we will, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hope for 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 good success at the Valero Texas Open. And I look forward to getting into the Masters, the first major championship of the year, uh, with James Ledbetter next week. 
um, as he gets past the stomach bug. Uh, until then, best of luck with all Valero Texas Open picks, and we'll see you next week here on the Golf Preview Podcast on RJ Bell Team Preview.